Have you ever heard the voice of God? Maybe on this episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Hi, everyone. You're watching Inverse. We're in the studio here at Hope Channel with my friends. We have Sebastian, Jonathan, and Callie. We're looking at the will of God in this 13-week segment of a topic. Uh, we're looking at 1 Kings chapter 17 is our Bible verse. And Jonathan, uh, how's it going? I'm doing well. How are good, you? Good, good, um, good. <laughs> let's pray, Jonathan. Can you pray for us? Sure. Let's pray. Let's bow our heads. <laughs> Father in heaven, we thank you so much that your will can be understood and known. Mm -hmm. And we pray that you will reveal your will today to us through your word. This we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thanks. And Kelly, um, what did we talk about last week? Let's just... <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so we talked about the the very first part of knowing God's will for our lives mm -hmm. is to have a, a desire to do so, so much that it's all of our heart. Mm -hmm. And we talked about how that kind of, a lot of time it looks like our actions are matching our desire, not mm -hmm. just like I want to know, but like I'm actually going to follow it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's what we talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, <laughs> you know, sometimes we think the mystery is on God's end, but the mystery is really on, uh, the, the clog is on our end, not right. having a, a completely obedient heart, not a surrendered heart. Mm -hmm. But once it's opened up, God is totally willing to reveal His will to us. Yeah. And so we, now this week, we're looking at the sources of God's will. What are, what are some ways that God has revealed Himself throughout uh, Bible history? Mm. Well, I mean, one of the, the funniest ones has been, you know, God speaking through the donkey to Balaam, mm. right? And God has spoken speaks through, through animals. <laughs> speaks through okay. an animal, right? Probably just that one account that I know of, <laughs> unless I'm you sure know others. I'm sure there's more that well, we just didn't know. Okay, and some oh, yeah. people love their dogs, and the Lord has spoken to their dogs, which I would think <laughs> is a possibility. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, well, other ways that God spoken, has spoken. I mean, has spoken... Uh, I mean, directly through the burning bush to Moses. Okay, uh, and then epiphanies. That's yes. right. And later epiphanies. on, then f more face-to-face -face, uh, okay. interaction with Moses. So he has spoken uh, directly to people. Okay. Voice from yeah. heaven. Visions. Spoken through providence through jo to Joseph. Okay, again, the Rhode Island capital is here. Spoken through yeah. providence. So let's actually break that down <laughs> a little bit. What do you mean okay. by providence to, to Joseph? Um, so it what, sounds good, but well, just in case people might be confused. What I mean is, so Joseph had completely dedicated his life to God yes. and lived up to whatever he had in front of him, whether that was in Potiphar's house or he was in prison, and God opened and closed doors. Mm -hmm. um, and he and he did, he served God the best way he knew how in every context. So mm -hmm. I don't think Joseph was uh, working for Potiphar Potiphar or in prison being like, man, I really want to be like second in power in this place. That'd be so cool. Like mm -hmm. he wasn't doing that. He was just mm -hmm. serving God. Like, oh, someone's sad. Tell me your dream. You know, God knows dreams. Let me mm -hmm. tell you. So just wherever he was, he served and God mm -hmm. opened and closed doors. So life events and coincidences yeah. and just in the natural course of life and, and things happening that are not of, of, nor of, of normal nature. Yeah. And, and God reveals himself through those. Because okay, God, cool. And I do think, you know, it goes... Can sometimes get a little complicated because in the sense that God does allow free will mm -hmm. um, and so things can happen that God isn't like, I want that to happen. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, God is sovereign mm -hmm. and he can open and close mm -hmm. all doors. Sebastian? Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. so. right. Well, I was just going to add that, you know, when you're, when you're taking the, the question of providence as a source of God's will, it can also get a little bit shaky because how do you know it's actually providence and how do you know it's like just coincidence? Yes. yes. Right? And so sometimes you're kind of like, oh, you know, I was... I'm thinking about, you know, 
you know, whether I should have another baby or not. And then I get in the elevator and it's a woman who's pregnant. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, is this like Sign. providence? Like yeah. God telling yeah. me that, oh, I, you should have another child. And yes, I'm like, yeah. no, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> so there, there's, there's, there's two, two ditches here. One was like that, man, I am a sinner and we are humans are in, in, a, in, a, in a state of, uh, of and the depravity. We will never, ever know what God's will is. Mm. So let's not even try. Yeah. And let's just right. do our thing. And God will understand. He'll just say, do whatever you got to do. So that's yeah. one extreme. The other side is like God is everywhere. <laughs> and, and I just feel impressed. Like I need to touch, to touch Jonathan. And that's, that's God's will. And we start hearing voices. And, 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 and it's, God, it's, it's somewhere in between those two extremes. Yes? yes. It's also why I think, you know, there is almost a, either a, a, like a hierarchy or an order in which we know God's will. Mm-hmm. So we're, today we're talking about the most important one that we mm-hmm. should always talk about which can i say it yet i would say it's the clearest clearest. way the clearest way yes go ahead go for it yeah so it's it's uh, knowing god's will through his word yes the bible yes um because i think sometimes we can say even contradicting things like the bible is going this way but this happened in my life yes so i think god's leading this way yes okay i get what you're saying yeah 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 yeah. for sure people just (laughs) say i prayed about it right Right. yeah it's it's always interesting to me when people like preface a conversation of what they want to do or what they're going to do mm-hmm. and it's like they already sense that this person is not going to agree I've heard about yeah. it. so I've they heard just about say it. well you know through a lot of prayer you know <laughs> right. and I mean I was agonizing I mean I was in the closet <laughs> man yeah. you know my knees are hurting because I've been praying about yeah. and it's like well how much you prayed is it going to change the Bible right. yeah um, I've but concluded that the murder is justified in this case right. and, and <laughs> yeah. so in that sense I I, I do believe that the we have to be careful of all these other things of why God giving us the clearest revelation of his will through the word of God yes. and how that keeps us from a lot of extremes in the other forms of how he reveals okay. his will. We're going to go to 1 Kings, but before we go to 1 Kings, I'm going to kind of do a little, uh, because of uh, what you've established, let's go to 2 Timothy mm. because I think it is a good foundational text. Uh, I know it's found already in the Bible, but... It's where we got to go, okay? Second <laughs> uh, Timothy 3.16, 3.16, not John 3.16, but Second Timothy 3.16. And Jonathan, if you don't mind reading that for us. Sure. The Bible says here, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Mm-hmm. And 17 else as well. That the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work okay so that's where the foundational text for the bible is found in the bible i know it's a little bit of an interior thing but it shows you there's intrinsic integrity within scripture mm-hmm. yes. and if you don't know what that means then look it up on the internet let's go to first kings first kings chapter 17 is where our main narrative comes from and uh, sebastian can you read first kings chapter 17 verse 1 through 9 Yes. Using a digital medium is a little slower than the rest of us, but that's okay. It's just generation okay. used to that kind of speed. And Elijah, the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead, said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years except at my word. Mm-hmm. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Get away from here and turn eastward and hide by the brook Kerith, which flows into the Jordan. And it will be that you shall drink from the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. For he went and stayed by the brook Kerith, which flows into the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning, and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. And it happened after a while that the brook dried up, 
because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. Okay, we'll stop there. And then if you can also skip all the way down to uh, chapter 18, verse 1, please. And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go, present yourself to Ahab, and I will send rain on the earth. Okay, one of the great keys to Bible study is to see what phrase is repeated over and over again. In this case, it's a little bit self-evident because of the topic that we're talking about, but what phrase is repeated over and over again? It says here, then the word of the Lord Word of the Lord, word of the Lord. Yeah, word of the that's Lord. right. Uh, if you read the rest of the Elijah, cha- Elijah narrative, you'll see the word of the Lord. And like we talked about last, uh, last episode, he had such a heart of obedience and surrender that whenever he heard the word of the Lord, he automatically did it, mm-hmm. except for one case. Yeah. One scenario when he didn't do that, which right. was? The scenario where he ran from Jezebel because he was afraid for his yeah. life. She sends him text, text messages, I'm going to kill you, and then he right. books it without waiting for word of the Lord. So that's yeah. exactly right. And we see that God eventually comes to him through a whisper, through a still small voice, mm-hmm. and says, what doest thou here, Elijah? Mm-hmm. So it's like, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. Um, and clearly he's confronting Elijah in the fact that he's allowed his fear rather than his faith in the word of the Lord that has guided him so successfully up until that mm-hmm. point. So let me ask you this question from this narrative. How is Elijah following the word of the Lord similar to us following the Bible? Or are we here, are we here to, are we supposed to be hearing voices like Elijah is? Where's the parallel going on? Mm. Well, I think in life you, you're making, uh, you have to make decisions every day. And, and so as we when, as you go through life, you, you kind of describe a scenario of you can just like float around and be like, okay, well, you know, I interpret everything as the word of God. Mm-hmm. But um, there are principles in the Bible. Mm-hmm. There are clear um, instructions from the word of God that help us with decisions that we make every day. Yes. And especially uh, big decisions in our lives. Yes. I mean, every decision should be p- made prayerfully. Mm-hmm. Um, but those principles, they tune us. They, they guide us into the right direction. Um, and so... As we wait for the word of the Lord, uh, we, we don't necessarily have to wait for a voice from heaven every day, mm-hmm. but the voice from heaven is right here. Mm-hmm. And as we spend time with him every day, mm-hmm. we will understand the will of God more and more. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's and a I, process. And I would add a, a sort of contrast to that, which mm-hmm. is, is that it's different from Elijah because Elijah is hearing a voice, right? right? God is actually speaking to him, go east and go do this. And so in that sense, I don't think our... Our following of the word of God is necessarily the same as Elijah. I think it can be. I think we can have experiences like that. Mm -hmm. But where I think it is similar is that when God reveals something very clear to us, how do we Mm -hmm. respond to that? And our ability to obey the word of the Lord and to walk into that. And it reminded me when I was uh, in a dating relationship and Uh um, I was praying and... uh, you know, there were some issues in the relationship, and so well. I was praying. <laughs> I, was calling on the, I was calling on the name of the Lord. Mm. And when I was talking to God, God made it abundantly clear to me through his word, mm. through a text in Matthew chapter 5 where Jesus says, if your eye causes you to offend, mm. then you remove the eye, right, and cast it away from you. For it would be better for, your, for you to enter into heaven maimed than to go into hell with your whole body. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, man, I was so convicted because I saw that this relationship was, was leading me away from Christ. It was hurting my relationship with God. And so it wasn't about relationships. It wasn't necessarily telling me, Sebastian, you must break up with X, Y, and Z individual right now by 3 p.m. You know, <laughs> otherwise your whole college experience is going to end prematurely. 
No, it was simply God guiding me through what I was seeing in the word of God. And the crazy thing was, was that when I, when I broke up with the individual and I obeyed God, two weeks later, right, I'm, I'm praying and actually Siku, you know, our compatriot on the show, I called her and she said, you know, you should really pray for her. You know, when you, you guys broke up, you know, it's a mm-hmm. hard thing to do in the church. So I'm praying and literally God gives me almost like a vision where I see myself talking to my ex-girlfriend and I saw a clock tower and I saw the time and she was going to come to me and ask me about getting back together. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, it was God telling me the answer is no. So here I am not thinking about it. The next day I get a phone call from my ex-girlfriend. She says, oh, I wanted to tell you something. I've been thinking about it. And I'm like, okay, sure. And when do you want to meet? She says, 12 o'clock on Sunday. So it didn't even strike my mind that I had this kind of spiritual experience the day before. Mm. So Sunday comes around. I'm waiting at the bench. And as she's parking and getting out of her car. As she's parking and getting out of her car, we'll hold you right there. (laughs) We'll take a break. Stay with us. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Hey, welcome back. Fashion. <laughs> so, it turns 12 o'clock, she gets out of her car, and as we sti- we're sitting down talking, and she can tell my demeanor is a little bit bothered, and... She basically says exactly what God told me she would say, word for word. It's like, oh, I want to get back together, et cetera, et cetera. And I look at her and I say, God told me that you would say this, and he told me to tell you the answer is no. <laughs> and she was just kind of shocked, like she didn't even know how to respond. And so we, we part ways, and I go back to my, my dorm room, and I'm thinking about the fact that if God would have spoken to me that way initially, just through like some sort of supernatural experience, right? You say, oh, well, God told me. But then if things didn't go the way that I expected, I would start questioning. But because I had the word of the Lord to ground me, this experience was not in place of the word of God. It was actually confirming because I had already decided to obey the word of God. Mm -hmm. And I think for a lot of people like Elijah, the rain stopped and he was obeying God, right? But let's just say like, oh, there was dew or there was something on the ground. Elijah's mind is I'm going to follow the word of the Lord. And in his obedience, God allows supernatural experiences to confirm, like the ravens feeding him, like the brook or the widow that he sends him to. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think it's important that we follow like Elijah did, not waiting on supernatural, but follow first, and the supernatural comes to confirm. Amen Amen to that. Amen to that. The Bible is the clearest and the most important and the basis by which all other things are confirmed uh, when it comes to the will, will of God. Uh, there is the story of uh, this gentleman who is like, man, this is the Bible. I need to follow the Bible. So they do the, you know, the random da 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 and it says that Judas hung himself. Yeah. And it's like the, the principle that he extracted was, man, God, are you telling me to kill myself? So that clearly can't be. Number two, da 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 da. What thou doest, doest quickly. Like, what's going on? And da 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 da. Number three, he's like, obey the voice of the Lord. So. It's, uh, if you're not careful, the Bible can be used to really justify anything yes. at the same time. Absolutely. And the critics of the scripture say that, hey, man, man wrote this and you can use this to, to twist it any way you want. Mm. So when we say that the Bible is the basis for God's word, we're not saying we just do whatever you want and justify it using scripture. Yes. But there's a way to read scripture. Yes. So I want to ask you, maybe in your personal testimonies or personal experiences, mm-hmm. have you had moments where you have mined out a principle 
from a particular narrative. Mm -hmm. And you're like, wow, this is really God's will. And then God's, God has opened a particular door or avenue or a road in your personal life and your decision-making process. So I can talk about one. Um, I was mm -hmm. studying, so I guess I just talk about Moses a lot on the show. I love Moses. He's like one of my favorites to study. Mm. It's okay. Um, <laughs> so uh, one time, about uh, a, few, well, a few years ago, I was studying the life of Moses, and I was studying about particularly when God called him from the, from the burning bush. Mm -hmm. And he's just living life, taking care of sheep, and then he sees this burning bush, and God from this bush calls him to do something absolutely insane, mm -hmm. and that is deliver a nation from, like, the most powerful nation. Mm -hmm. And he's just a shepherd guy. And he thought he was the cool guy, but then he did it because he ran away. Anyways, so, but he's just living very, a very, very low-key life. But then God reaches into that and calls him to something that he doesn't think that he can do. Mm -hmm. um, and that was, and so my principle I actually wrote down in my devotional book of is sometimes God reaches into our ordinary lives to, to take us to something that we don't think we're ready for. Mm. And about two weeks later, my friend Sebastian called me, this guy over here. Your compatriot on the show. Guy. Mm -hmm. um, he called me and asked, and asked me to um, basically to lead out in a mission organization mm in a way that my 19-year-old self found terrifying. Mm. <laughs> and as Sebastian was talking, well, first I was like, this dude's insane, but I'll wait for him to stop talking for me to say that. But it's as he was... waited a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did. <laughs> it was like three hours. Anyways, so, so he's thinking that, but the Holy Spirit brought that devotional lesson back to my mind mm -hmm. that sometimes God reaches into... And I'm just, I'm going to school. I'm like doing the dishes yeah, at my yeah. house. I'm just yeah. living life. Yeah. And like serving God, but like mm -hmm. not in a spectacular way that God reached into my ordinary life and brought me to something that I didn't think that I could do. Mm. But like Moses, by God's grace, after I gave my, you know, excuses like Moses did, um, but I still said yes and was used by God. And so that devotional lesson, I don't know, I think I would have struggled a lot longer if I hadn't had that, just that biblical principle that God had clearly taken from Moses' life for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Amen. Yeah. Awesome. Jonathan? Yeah, I was just uh, thinking of... Uh, when I made the decision to follow Christ and be baptized, I was studying with a theology professor at the time and, and I asked him all kinds of questions and so on. But he picked a scripture for me for my baptism. Mm. And uh, it's from the book of Acts and I was trying to find it. Um, but basically, it's the, the part where God speaks to Paul and tells him to, to, to not be quiet, but to speak because he has people in this place and he's calling him to preach. Mm. And this was at the time where... Uh, for me, there was no way that I was going to preach or be a pastor or work in any way of ministry. And, mm. But it, it kept Only ringing it. in my mind. <laughs> and so later on, this scripture was fulfilled uh, because um, God had called me into ministry. And, and then in ministry, uh, every time I, I you know, had an opportunity to preach, um, I go back to that scripture and, and others, Jeremiah chapter 1, because I don't feel worthy of speaking. I was like, okay, God, you got to put your words in my mouth mm. to share. So it, it's a very practical thing to be able to claim the promises of the word of God mm -hmm. and, and, and seeing that work out in your life mm -hmm. uh, as he speaks mm -hmm. to you. Yeah. In, in my personal life, I had the opportunity to go into ministry mm. or I had my ambitions to go into the world of medical research. And uh, I thought I can go either way. God's will can be done either way. Uh, I can become a doctor, and God can use God has used doctors, and God will continue to use doctors, and God has used pastors, and God will continue to use pastors. And I realized, you know, um, it's not the specifics of where God wanted to be, me, me, me to go, but it was the condition of my heart. Mm -hmm. yes. And so, yeah, as I studied Scripture more, and every day having 
a, a devotional life and praying to God. And, you know, there's these little things that kind of pop up. You know, like what you're saying before, like, yeah, God, but let's not, just, let's not talk about let's this talk one about little area, <laughs> but we can talk about everything else kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. And so it was not more about more knowing more of Scripture and getting more mm. more principles, yeah. but this revealed, as Hebrews 4 does, it revealed the innermost, innermost parts of the heart, yes. the thoughts and intents of the heart, all these things. Mm. And there was, in my back of my mind, there was ambition on one side, and there was fear on what would happen if I entered the ministry, yeah? I'll never get married when I become a pastor. I'll marry a super uh, ugly person. I'll be poor. My, <laughs> my children will be ugly, and I'll be ugly. I mean, these all these things were happening, Look right? at Jesus. Yeah, there was a lot of fear. Good beautiful mm. wife. And in and, 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 and Second <laughs> Timothy, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but, but of power, power love. of sound love, and a sound, sound mind. mind. And I did yes. not have a sound mind. That's true. Uh, I, had a, I, had, I had a lot still, of We're still out. questioning that. <laughs> yeah, but thank you for that. And, and, and I appreciate your prayers. I know you're praying for me on this specific thing every single day. Uh, and so one was fear motivated, one was ambition motivated, although on the externality, it was completely fine. Mm. The rationale of it was completely fine. And God has two perfectly fine avenues, right? Mm-hmm. So on the externality, God's will is permissible for both, mm-hmm. but for the, and, and the internality, one was, I was struggling with one and one was not. That's right. At a point where I said, Lord, I give up the ambition. I don't mind being a poor, I wanted, I had ambitions <laughs> to find the, the, the you know, mm-hmm. cures to diseases and whatnot. I can become poor or if I become a pastor, I'll be the, the richest pastor and marry the, you know, the most <laughs> beautiful woman in the whole world and become a billionaire and Joel Olstein will be considered poor in my eyes. And just, just <laughs> looking at those two things, Whoa. Um, I mean, the, the mind, the heart is deceitfully, desperately wicked as the Bible says yes anyway it came to a point where it's like lord i just have to be real with myself with you with the bible and that's at that point mm-hmm. that juxtaposition, juxtaposition point where god's will is revealed mm-hmm. where i say lord i surrender mm-hmm. and here i am 15 20 years later and i'm not rich like joel Osteen, <laughs> but i married the most beautiful girl in the whole world and praise the lord my children are not ugly you know and so <laughs> amen god, Second most beautiful god woman. still knows the the the, <laughs> the, the, the thoughts of the, the the intents of the heart the desires of the heart Yes, he says in Psalms. So, are there any other any other instances uh, um, that you know of, of when you're mining scripture and it's actually carved out life decisions for you? I think um, I was at a conference with my wife in Sacramento, California, mm. and in that morning I was studying the call of Abraham. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I like to do when I study scripture is I like to ask the question, "What did this passage mean to the biblical audience first? Like, what did this mean to Abraham?" And when I asked that question and started understanding Abraham and how that call was not the first time God had called him, but that Abraham kind of moved halfway and then he stopped. And then God is now calling him again in Genesis chapter 12. And so when I looked at that, it's like, man, how many times, you know, that did God call Abraham and he didn't necessarily go all the way. And he's the father of the faithful and all these different things. And so all of a sudden in studying his call, when God specifically calls him again to come away from his family and what he's comfortable with, He's like, it's time for you to go do what I asked you to do. Mm. And so in that very moment, I was praying about the decision to go back to pursue my graduate studies. And, um, and specifically, that were not necessarily directed towards ministry or theology. And I was like, well, but you know, this is not comfortable. I'm comfortable with the Bible. I'm comfortable with ministry and theology and all these types of things. Um, but yet, it sent, I sensed that God was calling me in a different direction. But like Abraham, I was kind of half-stepping it. Well, I'll just study this, you know, not necessarily this. Um, And so anyway, through that text, understanding what it meant to Abraham in terms of his family, his comfort zone, and what that meant for his family. I mean, he's wandering around in tents. 
and the the sort of nomadic life that my wife and I had ended up being on because of that transition that I took uh, to pursue that graduate degree in, in that type of work, it was pretty interesting that in that moment of time, I knew that God was calling my family on a different path mm. that may not necessarily look comfortable and stable as other, you know, families might look. And so like Abraham was with his family and why he was hesitant to even make this decision at all. Mm -hmm. um, and so that really helped me to solidify that because God is saying, this is on the basis of a promise. Mm -hmm. And this is on the basis of something, some future benefit that's going to come from this decision that you're making right now. Mm -hmm. um, and so now I'm still on that journey. I'm still in that process. But I always go back to that moment of studying scripture, mm -hmm. seeing that in Abraham's life, understanding what it meant to him and how it showed me that God is mindful of all those things, and yet his call still remains. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Well, let's go to Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 1.33. I want to go to this verse because that's been a very powerful verse. It's given me structure in my life. Uh, it's given me assurance and hope. Deuteronomy. Uh, 1.33, Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 33. Okay. And it just shows you this is the providence of God, yeah, mm -hmm. that God goes before you and there is a specific place for all of us to be mm -hmm. and God knows where that place is. That's right. And our job is to be obedient and to search scripture, uh, whether it's, it's whether scripture is searching us mm -hmm. or whether we got to find out from what principles and how to carve out our decisions in life. Mm -hmm. yeah. And there's a specific place where God wants us to be. Um, Kelly. One other thing I just want to really harp on about studying the word of God is many times, you know, we've talked about these things, we read something, we saw it, but it takes time. Mm -hmm. um, it takes time yeah. and sometimes often actually rereading the same passage or reading other passages and it's not just lord what's your will read this verse cool got it moving on right but it's even knowing god's will is just a further yeah. investment in our relationship with him mm. and so to not take the the requirement of time as a discouragement mm -hmm. but an encouragement to press deeper mm -hmm. and to spend more time and to be even more sincere in our heart's mm -hmm. desire i was going to say the same thing getting acquainted with god happens um primarily by getting acquainted with the word and yep. there's a blessing in the process and Last, in our last season, we talked about waiting on God uh, in Daniel's situation. But there is a, a, a blessing in, 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 in going through the process. This is a, I mean, there's a lot to learn. There are many narratives. It's a very big book. It is a very, <laughs> very big book. But what an understatement. There's a, there's a blessing in taking time to get acquainted with the Word of God. Yes. And getting to know God in the process. Yes. And then becoming in tune with His will. Uh, through yeah. that. Piggybacking on Callie and Jonathan's comment, we want to encourage you to get serious with Scripture once again. As Callie said, the Bible is a big book. There's all sorts of different genres. If you like poems, it gets in there. If you like songs, there's some in there. If there's narrative, there's a lot. There's laws, all sorts of things in there. Mm. But rather than just reading the Bible, studying it and getting to know our Savior is the point of this episode and getting to know God's will for your life. This episode has been a blessing for me, hopefully for all of you guys, all of you out there. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week here on Inverse. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by The Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible.
Until next time, this is Inverse.